Welcome back, people. It is episode 13 of the Taxi Squad Podcast of Season 3. It is currently March 23rd. Welcome back. Vinny, how are you? I'm great. I am great. You're so, um, you're like un- very understated right now. Uh, very calm, very oh. dad-like because because of the sitch. <laughs> so I love it. I'm very, oh my God. I'm a fan. Yeah. Being on vacation and recording and trying to find a space to do this when you're not in your environment, tell you what, not the easiest thing to do in the world, but hey, we get we shit adapt. done around here. We, adapt. we get shit done around here. That's it. But I mean, hey, Vinny, how's everything going for you, guy? Everything I mean, is good, man. Lots of sports talk to have today. That's what we Big do. NCAA tournament action. Today is officially opening day. Happy opening so day. All, yeah, happy opening day. All things are looking up on our end here. Oh, man. I mean, hey, I'm jacked for some opening day baseball. I'm, I'm currently in Arizona for all of our listeners enjoying some vacation. But the grind never quits. Got two days in of some, uh, you know, spring training action. So we got a lot of baseball talk to get into. I'm stoked for it. Boots on the ground. No pun intended. Hey, um, because, so I won't be here next week. This is an announcement. Yeah, you get a um, solo show. A little bit of a, a, little bit of a bring back. <laughs> To an old one uh, is Vince a golf guy. I'm officially a golf guy again. Definitely a golf guy oh, right now. I mean, we we put that to rest a long time ago. I know, but still, you know, let's open up the discussion again. I'm going to the Masters tournament next week. It's gonna be legitimate. Um, I would shoot content, but they'll literally kick me off the course. They'll tell you get the fuck that. out, Vince. They'll so, tell you get the fuck out. Yeah. So I'm gonna avoid doing that. I'll take some pictures though, and I'll obviously have a recap when we get back to it. But so anybody wondering next week, I'm not there. I'm uh, enjoying the likes of Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth and then the rest of those boys he's a golf guy he does his very best to be that golf guy right i mean that's that's the play i'm not so, good but i like it uh, hey you don't have to be the best but i mean right. hey what's your best what's your best day of shooting side my ball? best day i think the best i've ever shot was like a 97 a 97 not bad i'm really bad <laughs> i mean hey only eight percent of the population can shoot in the 80s so you're actually yeah. not that bad. It ain't going to be me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm mean, just saying. I mean, that, that is a true statement. And anybody who wants to fact check this guy, like the people of the TikToks, go right ahead. You know go what I'm ahead. Saying? Go right ahead. Have a blast. Anyways, I'm excited for you. Boots on the ground. Maybe you could take as much content as you can while you're walking in and then put your phone away. Like that's my show point. the grounds, do they do all that? I mean, because why don't you explain the story how you're actually going to the Masters? I think that's yeah. more so exciting for our listeners than anything. So for people that don't know how to get to the Masters, it's obviously a very prestigious event. Um, a lot of people are trying to go to it, uh, so they have a raffle that you have to sign up for every year. So next year, if you're interested in going, definitely hop on that. Um, but you use the raffle. I've been doing it for like eight years now. I've never gotten it. Um, a friend of the program, one person that we've mentioned a lot, Mr. Richie, uh, he Hello, does Richie. it for the first time this year. And that man just strikes gold. He ends up getting them for the practice round on Wednesday this year. So he was nice enough to invite me along with him. going with two of my other buddies. We're making a whole week trip out of it, going golfing, having fun, doing all those things. So, um, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be long. Um, we've all, we've all, both of us have been out and about and in different States and all that the last couple of weeks here. So, um, you know, just, you know, ready to have some fun with the boys and get that golf swing back up to, 
of the I snuff mean, because it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> I mean, what a tremendous thing to be doing as a friend group. Am I right? I mean, that's the type of stuff that people could only dream about doing. If you're into yeah. the golfs, that is, right? right? So the fact that you get the opportunity to do that, who right now, if you were going to pick a winner, who do you got? I'm going to put my money on Mr. Max Homa. I think Max it's his time Homa. to shine. He's had a he's had a very good year this year. Last year, he definitely had a bit of a come up. He had issues initially trying to make the cut, and then all of a sudden, it just started clicking for him. So um, I'd like to see him win. I'll responsibly place a couple wagers on him before we end up leaving. Um, so I'm hoping to see that. Maybe I'll come back and I'll have more money than I left with. That's always the hope that you can come back with more money that you left with, right? Rarely happens. I mean, <laughs> rarely, rarely happens. happens, right? I mean, you're, you're gambling. You're like you're just throwing a dart, right? I mean, that's usually how it goes, especially with gambling on the golfs, because they're always going to be like some guy that just comes out of nowhere. The real question, since we're such a fan of this gentleman, is Tiger playing? Tiger's playing. Uh-huh. Tiger will be there, so I will be in the presence of Mr. Tiger Woods, which will be cool. Um, I assume he's going to get followed by everybody all year. I'm assuming he'll play a full practice round because that is the day before. So I don't really know how any of it's going to work. I'm kind of going in blind a little bit. I obviously know the rules. I'm bringing a, a, what do you call it, like a a folding chair? Not a folding chair, a lawn chair. What would it be called? Close enough. I mean, yeah, that's close enough. Since you put in a bag and then you bring it in, yeah, that your mom uses on the sideline. Yeah, that your mom used for for all your sporting events. Absolutely. (laughs) Welcome. You're in that so, stage of life. I know. So I'm placing one of those down, and then I'm kind of just playing dibs on my spot. And then we're just going to walk around, have a good time, eat a pimento cheese, drop a couple beers back, and spend 150 bucks on a zip-up. I think that sounds like a good time. Sounds like a great time. I mean, how many times can you actually say this is an official merch of the, the Masters. Masters, right? It's the I only mean, place you can get it. Exactly. Here's Tiger out here dropping ex-girlfriends like bad habits. Before you know it, he's going to be dropping putts like real habits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like the way you think. Yeah, bunny. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Well, Vinny, (laughs) I mean, listen, the the tournament is down to the final four. Yes. And, I mean, our pick-ems last week was pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little happy about it. I thought I got Princeton hurt. was going to turn out, but I mean, I couldn't believe I basically picked the board. Yeah, but K State, K State broke broke my heart. They really yeah, K State broke a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> I liked them a lot last week. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. FAU is just a different type of. Team. I told you, FAU is coming for blood, man. You they really did. did. <laughs> And yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it happened. They it was a close game, obviously going all the way through. The UConn Gonzaga game was much different. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you it was just, UConn just being a squad, and you hit it on the nose. I had UConn in the Final Four since we made this bracket. Um, yeah, you did. So right now, and we're looking too. So Creighton loses by one to San Diego State. Oh, um. Where Kawhi went, Kawhi Leonard went to college, actually. So they have some basketball prowess. Um, and then Texas, that was my championship. Yes. Team. They, yes. They get taken down by the other Florida team. So this is kind of a South Florida Good battle. They're looking to match up in the in the championship this year. I don't know if it's going to happen uh, since UConn is such a dog going through this, but man, that was it's exciting. I love this time of year. You start like. The conversations we're having now versus what we had when the tournament started is an obvious reflection on how much more exciting college basketball gets in March versus 
any other time of the year. And I get it. Other people watch it all year. The vast majority of people start really watching it when it comes to the tournament. Oh, absolutely. I mean, very similar to myself, at least. I can't say that I watch regular season college basketball. I'd be lying if I said I did. But this year, more so than other years, uh, definitely got far more into it. And I even went against my own pick when my bracket got busted. You were like San Diego State or Bama. I'm like, I got to go with the gut here, San Diego yeah. State. And I personally think they're going to make a shot for the title. I mean, hey, they're one game away from being there. Um, okay, Pro- so the this, problem this is, is the- my favorite two picks are playing against one another, which I think <laughs> is bananas. Well, then now you know that one of them is going to go. It, it's true. So get back into your next point. Yeah, so my next point, so there's a lot of discussion right now about this Final Four because it is different than probably what we're more used to, um, especially in comparison to last year. If you're going to compare the two, last year we had Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Villanova. I mean, three of those are blue buds, blue blood, excuse me. Villanova has been pretty good for a couple, I don't know, 10 years now. I mean, they won one with Jalen Brunson. Um, they're obviously a good squad, so it was a big, like, these are powerhouse schools they are going in, and they're going to be in the Final Four. You move on to this year, San Diego State, FAU, Miami, and UConn. A little bit more parity this year. A little bit more, hey, anybody can do it. I mean, FAU coming out of nowhere, obviously, has been the biggest story out of all of them. Um, so now we're in a spot where people are saying, hey, this is bad for the sport, which I disagree with adamantly. Um would you rather see one of those UConn, Duke, Kansas, I don't know, even Michigan State make it into this? Or do you want to see these random teams come out of nowhere and make these runs? They're not random teams. They're all a part of the same thing. Right. They all have the same shot. That's historically, my issue. Historically. Historically, right the guard yeah. needs to change. And, yeah, of course, K-State, Kentucky, UConn. UConn's probably most familiar face out of any For of sure. these teams in Absolutely. this bracket, right, in the Final Four. Those who come out in state, they're against it, clearly just like the typical run-of-the-mill, everyday tournament-style play where the same four teams win, like the mid to early 2000s. That would always usually happen. Yeah. But there's always a team that come up, comes up and sneaks up. Like Illinois did it, what, almost 20 years ago now? Yeah, uh, 2004 or 5. Yep. Yeah, Darren Williams did that. Can you believe that's 20 years ago now? Oh, Holy yeah. Holy shit. Anyways, getting old. Um, but in my opinion – I believe that the change of the guard needs to happen sooner or later, and you love to see it. It's like the same people who come out and state that they dislike the players, as we discussed this last week, having MLB contracts and playing in the World Baseball Classic. It's like you just don't like fun. You don't like fun. You don't like, you don't any, like fun. any change in anything. And a big thing, too, last year we're looking at Duke, Kansas, and Villanova were all one and two seeds. UNC was an eight. Obviously, they made a good run for that. Um, but – one and two seeds, and then this year you're looking at a five nine five four matchup, which is kind of cool. It's like these teams are in the middle; they get seeded that way, and they're beating good teams to make their way up here. I mean, UConn hasn't even had a real battle, which is kind of a point I want to make too. It's like if Miami gives them a run, Miami's been a classic, you know, clutch in the fourth quarter, winning it by a couple points. They've been doing that this this tournament, they've been in a lot more competitive games where UConn on the other hand, has just been blowing teams out every single game. So it's like, what will happen when they are actually pushed to the brink here? Cause that that's bound to happen in one of these games. Never discount, right? Just 
that underdog mentality because I think Miami can give them a run. And, oh, and yeah. you're missing a team that actually did give them some trouble until the second half, which is Iona. So yeah, don't, they, don't don't hate on Iona. You know what I'm saying? Bottom line. But I mean, you're talking third and fourth quarter. They just ran with it. I mean, oh, <laughs> it was they, over. they beat him by what, like 25 by the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. they went they went into the second half down like, by like three <laughs> points, and then yeah. just it was a shit show. Yeah, in the second half, they just came. They literally out of ran their coach out of town. <laughs> yeah, in a way. UConn right now would be the only comparison if we're talking the ladies tournament, which actually I've been paying attention to. Exciting um, as well. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, so here's the difference for anybody who doesn't pay attention to it because you probably don't. The girls actually play four quarters where the guys play two halves. Yeah. So that's a thing that I learned. And I'll never I'll never fix the way I say that ever in my life. Like I'll that? watch it and I know that it's two halves. But I'll be like, oh, the, the third and fourth quarter. It's like there wasn't one. It's just like in but my yeah, head, I just. But, it's, but it's all stupid. season long, Why they play. That? Right? All yeah. season long, they play in a four-quarter style matchup, depending on the league you're in. So it's yeah. kind of like, huh? It's like, why it's, do they do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why, why, are you, why are you playing with my hat like that, you know? Yeah. But anyways, I do believe UConn, if you're going to compare any team, I mean, it's South Carolina. I think they are the true favorite to win this whole thing at this stage of the game. Squad. They really taken over as the powerhouse in women's basketball. (laughs) At least the last couple of years has just been game over. That's where Notre Dame has a chance. (laughs) Well, South Carolina right now is undefeated on the season, and those girls are just absolute dogs. Um, and I believe there's no team that can touch them. UConn was a team I thought that might be able to roll with them, but then UConn got beat. They've been doing so, that the last couple of years. They haven't been as electric as they have been in years previous. The game to pay attention to next week is going to be Iowa, South Carolina. Iowa's fun. First 40-point triple-double. Insane. You see that? Electric. That, that Virginia Tech has a group of girls. Her name is Georgia something or another. Dude, she dropped like 30 points the other night versus Ohio State. Just destroyed them. That is awesome. Some great shooting. It. Some great shooting. The girls actually play more defense than the guys. Either I that or they don't shoot as well. I don't know. I I mean, I can't believe Iowa scored 97 points in a game. Well, that's the thing, right? That was great. Dude, 41, 10, and 12 for Caitlin Clark is just – and dude, and her mean mug at the end, just like, I know what I am. Like, I'm about this shit. Like, it's awesome. They've scored, like, over 100 a couple times this year, but it's just – yeah. They're – I mean, when did Iowa get so damn good? Dude, I don't know, but Caitlin Clark, to your point, is an absolute beast, and she's on, like, the trajectory to be another Sue Bird. So I wouldn't discount that at all. Yeah, she'll be fun in the WNBA. I'm sure of it. Yeah, and and I'm not going to pretend like I pay attention to the WNBA because I I don't. I pay attention to a couple players is what I do. (laughs) Right, yeah, like I don't. I know one thing about the WNBA that Darren Waller's wife is a part of the WNBA. So there you have it. Squad. Which we should get into the conspiracy. Oh my God! They're gonna just their kids are going to some league immediately. Yeah, gods, <laughs> tallest children ever born. It's like he's born and he's five foot two. It's like yeah, that's not that's not out of bounds in this yeah. scenario. Darren right? Waller's built like a brick house, too. It's just Dude, unfair. Darren Waller is one of the largest human beings. Do you know that there's a conspiracy theory as to why he was traded to the New York Giants? Fill me in. 
Okay. So, and this is, we're going a little off topic, but whatever. It's fine. So basically, allegedly, the, thought, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> the reason he asked for a trade is because he didn't want his wedding date or place being leaked. And I guess McDaniel came out and stated that the reason he wasn't going to be with the team for a certain period of time in the offseason workouts was that because he was getting married. And then they were like, oh, you're not going to be there? He was like, no, I didn't get the invite. And then Waller was like, dude, I fucking told you not to say anything. And you went on and said something. Dude, so he is the worst. I've been saying this for years. Josh McDaniels is the worst. He sounds like the worst hang in the world. Like, why would you do that? Like, it's so petty and stupid for a grown man to do that to another grown man. Like, what are you doing? Well... He didn't invite me to his wedding, so now I'm just gonna completely dox it. Like that is so yeah, it's, lame. It, it's such a bitch move. It's a bitch move beyond. I bitch think he moves. might just be a bitch. That's why I think when he's like, you know, screaming at players like, "Oh, do this," and he can't get in anybody's head besides Tebow. Like maybe that's a reason because everybody thinks he's just like a soy boy bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Jimmy G's going there for a reason. I mean, maybe the strippers. To he's gonna maybe be like, the strippers right. and maybe the strippers and fun. And he's like, yeah, I know this offense. I'm going to do what I want with it. Maybe that's what he needs. Who knows? But I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's a good person at all. Not saying you have to be a good person to be a good coach, but when you're neither, that's just not a good look. Well, I mean, he did coach one of the best to ever do it. Tom what, he was, oh, head coach? Time. No, 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 no. Oh, you're right. Weird. You're right. You're right. Weird. Head coach. Yeah, Where did he head yeah, coach? Yeah. All right. Bracket. Where did he head back coach? Back to bracket talk. Back <laughs> to bracket coach, talk. Mike. Tim Tebow. That's the only time he was good. <laughs> back to bracket talk, Vince. Okay. So, That's bracket fine. talk. We got the final four. Yes. And we're down to San Diego State and FAU favorites. Yep. And then Miami and UConn. Both of these games to be played on the first. Who you got? I'm going Florida Bowl, baby. FAU taking it over San Diego State. Miami beating UConn. That's okay, what I go- want. I think UConn's probably better, but that's what I want. I want to see the Florida Bowl. I hate to say this. I'm taking the favorites. Uh, give me San Diego State and UConn oh. in the national championship game to okay. be played April 3rd. I'm down to clown with that. No respect for Florida, huh? Not that I don't have respect for Florida. I just feel like these two teams are destined to be there. Yeah. I'm with you, and I've kind of been running that way this whole time, and I've been unbelievably wrong. So I'm thinking about just flipping it on its head and going that way. And I think that's why I decided to pick those two teams. Um, but I mean, that's good. It's good for our parody because you know we're we're out here trying to get a little bit of fun and finesse in this, and you know maybe those other guys don't want to see that shit. Vince, we are out here dripping in finesse. I got, yeah, I love that reference. Shout out to Bruno. Um, because it doesn't make any sense. It don't make no sense. Um, there, so one of the, uh, and I forgot to bring this up, but one of the people that were hating on the final four were saying, oh, this is going to be bad for viewership. And the first thing I thought was, why the fuck do you care? Why does that matter for you? You're not getting paid for viewership. Oh, oh yeah. Then, Everybody gives a shit, you know, when Gonzaga's been in it in the past, right. right? Everybody's like, oh, it's bullshit that Gonzaga's in it. Like, that's a small school also, so. Right. And that's kind of where – and then – so I look onto the guy's page, and he's, like, doing – like, he's doing all this. Like, this is horrible for the sport. He's a college football writer for CBS. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I wonder what the Final Four is going to be on. Oh, CBS. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you're just mad because your ratings are going to suck, dude. And guess what? They probably won't in the first place. But it's just like, you know, like it's the final four. People are going to watch this. Well, first like, of all, what else are you going to watch? The right. XFL. I mean, for well, real. MLB. I mean, I mean, yeah, well, baseball's back <laughs> on. But the first few weeks of baseball is like watching a monkey trying to hump a football because especially the Midwestern teams or the Northeast teams are just getting back from playing in paradise for literally the past two months. Yeah. And now they have to go back to shitty climates that aren't warm and try and adapt and play in cold weather and play in inclement weather. And it's just not ideal. Like, could you imagine like being like, I was thinking about this. Sunday and Monday being here, I went to a White Sox game and then I went to the Crosstown game, uh, in a Crosstown light, should we call it? Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, it's 80 degrees right now and sunny and a breeze. And it's just like the perfect baseball weather. You couldn't yeah. like pick better baseball weather. And to think now that you got to go play baseball in Chicago. I mean, fuck <laughs> that. temperature update opening days today. Um, right now it's Wednesday, so. It is 33 degrees. Tomorrow it's going to be a high of 39. So about half of the temperature they got over there. Yeah. Good luck trying to get jammed uh, playing that game. Like, fuck hey, that. I will, I will say there is one more thing, and not to bury the lead on a point I was going to make later, but there is one more thing going on on April 1st. What's that, April Fool's? Yes, but it was not my point. Good. good oh, what's, what's the um, point? Mark your calendars, April 1st, D.C. Defenders versus Orlando Guardians. <laughs> Let's go. Let's I, think we all know, I think we know how it's going to happen. But hey, I think we, I, I, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It could be the day. I mean, to your point, I mean, the Guardians have scored a lot of points. Yeah. We'll get, we'll, get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We got XFL talk on the upcoming here. <laughs> yeah, we got some XFL talk to get into. But as you heard it here first. Vinny and I taking the polar opposites in the national championship game with him taking FAU and Miami and me going San Diego State and UConn. Let's go. Florida Bowl. Let's get to some NBA talk, shall we? Shall we? Almost the playoffs. Hey, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves rock. The Minnesota Timberwolves are okay. I wouldn't say that they rock. but Win four in a row, move up to seventh seed. Who would have yeah, thought? It's a flash in the pan. Come oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure. Like, this is one of those conversations. And, okay, so this is also going to be an overarching point, and I guess, in, in conversation topic here. But how – so the, the NBA season's relatively long. Um, obviously, a lot of people play very differently in the regular season than it comes to the postseason. And then I know a point that J.J. Redick makes often is – the regular season's about the team and the postseason's about the players. Like if you have the best guy and they're gonna go hundred percent all out, like you gotta have an answer to their best guy, which I agree with. And always, always the conversation when it comes to this part of the year, it's who are the top three seeds, who's gonna get the top seed, and who is the MVP. And I'm always more interested in those teams that aren't gonna obviously make it to the NBA finals, so they do be crazy. But those teams that kind of sneak into the playoffs for the play in tournament and just like kind of see some other different competitive balance and just being like, hey, we're going to focus on the Nuggets for 
seven months this year, and then they're going to get kicked out in the first or second round. It's like, what a waste of breath. Like, why are we doing that? When at least you could cheer for, like, freaking the Toronto Raptors, or in our case, the Bulls, where it's just like, they got to play, and they're going to have a chance to make it in there. Like, this is fun. Like, Bulls are 7-3 in their last 10. Toronto's holding on 6-4, and four, not being very nice to us. Like, that's more of a fun conversation to me than – you know, what are the Memphis Grizzlies doing with Dylan Brooks? Remind everybody, what seed do you have to be to be in the play-in? Ten. The tenth seed. So That's literally what the Bulls are right now. Yep. If we're talking about it. So they're hey, the To reference the, uh, the popular, no, popularized we're meme. Not, we're not getting there yet. To, um, there to yet. reference the popularized meme, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're okay. All right. All right. Never mind. I thought you were going in a different direction. I know. I know. Well, hey, listen, (laughs) here's what's sad about the whole like, if we're looking at both conferences, yeah. Um, the Thunder are the 10th seed in the West. Yeah. Hey, that's that's sneaky, bro. A rebuilding Thunder team is the Uh, 10th seed in the West. I mean, they don't have their boy chat right now, but that's a sneaky little team. I mean, Shade Gilgajil just Alexander is a baller. I don't even know who the fuck that is, Vince. Uh, that's because you don't watch enough NBA. If you watch get, it, Shay's a dog. Shay's a dog. He when he was on the Clippers, he was a dog. When he went to the Thunder, he's been a dog, and he's consistently good. They're building something crazy. Chet Holgram, the two white boys on that team are going to be great in the future. Here, obviously, it's surprising that they're there. If you reference the team that are right under them. Remember that trade that went on this year when the Mavericks were fifth in the conference? Now they're 11th with Kyrie well, yeah, and no bench. Because Ky- Kyrie is a cancer, and no yeah. matter where he goes, he's going to just dismantle that team one by one. I did know you were going there, but what I will say is I think a bigger thing for that, because Kyrie's been playing relatively well, a bigger thing for that is they leveraged their entire bench for that guy. Well, so sure now they did. Now you're looking yeah. at a team with two really good guys and no one else around them. Well, yeah, and no I mean it like literally almost them. nobody. Yeah, like there's no one. You have no one to feed them the ball. So how are you going to do it? And they're not going to feed each other the ball. So now it's just hero ball. And that doesn't work on a team. I mean, but let's no. face it. Come on. I mean, basically, it's going to boil down to the top six in each conference who are going to be down to that final 12 teams that compete for the title. And it's only top six in the West. I mean, in the East, it stops at probably the six. Basically. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I hate with the NBA because it's so just cut and dries to who's going to go. You just got to have the there best isn't, guy. There isn't a ton of parody in this, in this right now, NBA in the past, they're, there used to be some teams that would sneak in and maybe make a run. I guess you could say last year with the Warriors getting close. Yeah, there's they were still good. Like <laughs> they're very good. Yeah. So yeah, those I don't know. Out. This is why I'm a Kings fan right now. I'm gonna say light the beam. Just keep lighting the beam. The Warriors obviously had an electric second half of the season. Um, one of the funniest things I saw, and I'm like a. A1, tailored to be a Draymond Green hater. I think he's so goddamn annoying. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's like, annoying, but why do you hate on him? He's amazing. Because he's annoying. Um, and, like, oh, his okay. antics. I don't love I don't love the antics. I don't like the on the court, like, screaming at guys and, like, all this stupid bullshit. And he was doing that where he was getting all up, all up on it. And I'm trying to think of who the actual guy was that he was doing it to. Um, but last night, 
the Warriors were playing the it was the Pelicans. That's who it was. Um, and he was getting in Herb, Herb Jones's face. Um, and he was like yelling at guys and all this stuff and like screaming and clapping. And Herb Jones just po- like, you know, uh, poked him. And it's like, hey, you're getting subbed out. <laughs> like he looks up and Steve Kerr's like waving him in. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Why are you subbing me out? And he's just like, it's the funniest clip in the world because it's just like Draymond Green is like going 11 out of 10 with like anger and yelling and all this shit. And then he's just like, hey, bro. I think Draymond Green is the closest thing you could compare today to like Scotty. No, not Scotty. No, no, no. Dennis. Uh, Dennis. Yeah, Sorta. absolutely. Sorta. But Dennis Rodman was not partying in the antics. I mean, Dennis Rodman was an absolute freak. Dennis Rodman but was a little he, more playful with it, you know? Well, Dennis like, Rodman. When he did something I mean, like that, play, he's just like, hey, hey, hey. Well, Dennis, like, Dennis Rodman played in an era where you get punched in the face if you. you, you see yeah, what Draymond saying? Green it, would be getting smoked every day if he was yeah, like in the Draymond 90s. Green played in the 90s, he'd be in a fight and probably lose. Right. Yeah. He's, kind he's of also one to be guy. like, eh, he did something to me. It's like, shut up, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, that's modern day NBA. In other news, so you hear Ben Simmons is shut down for the season. That guy is the fleece of he the He needs century. rest. I've been saying it for years. He doesn't get enough rest. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Simmons, ben Simmons is the biggest downfall of any player I've ever seen, dude. It's like... I told you, he, he will never play the same as he did in the first two seasons. That he that's was what's crazy. He was, he was like lights out. The only thing he couldn't do was shoot. And then all of a sudden he tried shooting and he lost literally everything else in the process. He just sucks. They dismantled yeah. the Nets because of it. And basically they're saying, yeah, we're, we're just moving on. He won't play the rest of the year. It's over. No, he's done for the rest of the year. And, I mean, what is it, nine games? Like, it's not like you're benching him for half the season. But even so, it's like, Ben Simmons has been ass. <laughs> he's been so bad. Like, if you look at his stats, you're like, what happened to the guy? I mean, he was an all-NBA player his second season in the league. And then he just completely lost everything after that. Very odd. Because he sucks, Vince. I've said it for years. The guy he, sucks. The thing Trash. is, is he, he didn't, though. So, like, what happened? I, I think he made his money, started dating smoking hot models, and, and realized I could not win anything. Because you have to understand, there are certain guys who literally care about winning slash yeah. Kobe, Michael mentality. And then there's other guys who just could, you know, skate along, pretend like, Go to work and just get their paycheck, cash in on the amazing money you make to play in the NBA. And then, you know, doesn't matter if you win a championship or a night, but you're getting paid a fucking bag. Do I blame him for getting paid a lot of money and dating beautiful models? No. Well, get your money, man. Absolutely. NBA rocks. (laughs) Get your money, man. Life goes on. That's always the tale. But. At the end of the day, he's still a floppy piece of shit, and I will always yeah. stand by it. And okay, no question. Where did you get day. that from? Floppy piece of shit. Yeah. <sighs> what? It? I'm gonna have to do some rework. I heard. I heard it in a clip the other day, and I can't remember what it's from. But I was like, <gasps> I was like, Dave that's Mike's Portnoy. thing. There it is. No, oh, no, is no. it's <laughs> Dave Portnoy Jack's Pizza. Yeah, it was from the Jack's was. Pizza review. Yeah, he's eating pizza, and he's like, this is a floppy piece of shit. And I was like, no, it's Jack's. Oh. It's Jack's. It's yeah, the, the Jack's frozen review. pizza. Yeah, the Absolutely. Pizza. And I was like, oh, this could just be used for sports <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. So that's where the floppy piece of shit came from. Dude, that's awesome. Shout out, that shout out so Barstool awesome. and Dave Portnoy. But yeah, no, that's literally where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, I'm true. happy. With, I'm happy. No, he, I, I believe it. Ben Simmons is the Jack's pizza of the NBA. Sure. 
right? Oh, yeah. If only if, Jax was good at one point. If you're really drunk, you're going to argue his greatness at one point, right? <laughs> if you're sober, <laughs> you're just, you look at the tail of the tape and you're just like, yeah, no. No. He's not that guy. You're <laughs> not that guy, not pal. That guy, pal. <laughs> yeah. You're not the home run in pizzas of frozen pizza. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, home run like, is so bomb. That, that is the one. And Talk if anybody wants to fight me on that one, I will die on that hill. I mean, screaming Sicilian, though. Not no. to get off on the tangent. Overrated. Overrated. Oh, fuck out of here. Russell, Jeez, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook of frozen pizzas. Woof. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that take, Mike. I got to say. I'm just saying it's true. It's true. Screaming's okay. too, too much dough. It's too doughy. Not a doughy guy. Need that I'm a super thing. <laughs> I, I mean, we both are. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Sometimes, yeah, that's what it is. You know, you know, it's, like, it's it's almost it's almost getting Jack season. You know, gotta gotta start pulling back a little bit. But what is this Pat Bev phrase that he came up with? He didn't. Um, he, okay, he didn't come up with it. I will say that he said. I thought he said. I thought he said though that the Lakers were using him as a fork and he's a spoon. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, um, I actually thought that was like a decent take. Um, he said that, yeah, like you said, like, Hey, I'm a spoon. And they were using me as a fork, basically meaning like you're trying to eat cereal with a fork. Like you're not going to, you're not going to get the output that you're expecting. Like his role on the team wasn't, wasn't right on that team. Um, which I can definitely agree with cause you bring him and Russ in and him and Russ are boys, I guess, but you bring those two in and then you also have LeBron. There's like too many characters and too much going on too much like vet quote unquote veteran leadership where you're like, Hey, this is, this is bound to not work out the way that it was. And him on the bulls is a much different situation. Bulls needed point guards. They needed veteran leadership or more of that where it's like, Hey, I need a guy that's been here before that's ready to compete. Um, and now he's a spoon being used as a spoon and it's working out a lot better for him. I mean, he, it's not like he's playing lights out basketball on the bulls, but he is bringing an energy that they've been missing a lot this year. I mean, since he came to the team, they've, They've been on an upward upward move. I mean, they were in 12th at one point before he got there. Now they're at 10th. They're 7-3 in their last 10. Like, they've been playing a lot better, and they're giving themselves a chance to be in the playoffs. Not to mention, he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves team that did win the play-in as a outside-the-playoffs seed. So, a little bit of magic. Is Pat Bev going to do it again? Who knows? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Anyways... Um, I, I like, I like the, the thought process that he has. I like the fact that he loves being back home in Chicago, which I think is great. And he's basically called out the other day in an interview that he said, if I had a bad game in LA, I got called out for being a bum because I had one bad game yeah. Said in Chicago, they stand by me and they work with me. That's which for I sure. We wait, cool. we wait like a couple months before we start hating on a guy. But then when we do, it's it's hell. Oh. It's like Trubisky. Everybody's like, this guy, he's he could be a guy. Give him he a could break. be a guy. Yeah. Kiss and titty, Mitch. And, and, and then he just sucked. And then we're like, oh man, like <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, we are very easy to please. I'd say in the sports town, off the bat, yeah. Um, but if you prove to us that you suck, we're gonna hate you. We'll give That's a guy a chance, but once we hate you, you're done. Like you can't. We give no you. Redemption. We give a no lot redemption. of chances. You know, yeah. like Jay Cutler. How many chances he we was gave good. Jay Cutler? He was good. He was not good. Yes, he was. He was not good. Look at his goddamn stats on the Bears. He's the best the quarterback of all time on the Bears. Yeah, that's like saying. <laughs> that's like saying that you are 
the tallest kid in preschool. Everybody's going to, you know, eventually surpass you or catch up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, but no one has yet. I mean, I could go in a different analogy, but that'd just be mean. You know oh, what I'm I know saying? You could. I know you could. You I know, was. So it's like I, was, I knew nice. where your head was at, but I was like, that was a very nice way. To say Don't that. go there. Which Don't you go there? I mean, we're burying that point now because he just brought it up. <laughs> PC Mike. Okay, yeah. listen. Yep. PC Mike would say that way. It's Either like not yeah. PC Mike. We'll maybe have for a different day. But the only thing I'm saying is is that the stats don't say too much when, you know, the guy had an opportunity to go play in a game to help take his team to a Super Bowl. Dude, I'm sorry. You're not that injured to not be in the fucking and game. And I'll poke in the bear. Torn <laughs> MCL, Jay Cutler, was better than anything healthy that Caleb Haney could have done. All right? so Yeah, Caleb Haney doesn't even sound like a quarterback. Truly. Caleb Haney sounds like a teacher. He sounds or like, like hey, Mr. Haney. Yeah, like, okay. You do You're, the best report, math teacher. <laughs> You're the best math teacher in the world, Caleb. Uh, yeah, oh, I, have, I have a lot of uh, devotion to Algebra 3. No offense to people who name their kid Caleb, but that kid's going to get beat up in high school. There's there no are names like it. that where you're like, why yeah. Why'd yeah. you do that? Why'd you do that? There's not a lot Why'd of them, but there that? are a couple where you're like, I mean, I know a couple Caleb's that are actually cool. Not gonna lie, but you really have. Yeah, to you grew game. up. You grew up in that era. I, I never yeah. met a Caleb that I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna go over to Caleb's house." And then, you know, it just never happened. But especially you know? back then, like he he grew up like mid '90s, early mid '90s, probably. So yeah, I would say so. That was, was probably his. He, he was, was a rare like, Caleb. He was he a rare was Caleb. Ahead of the curve of Caleb's. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. So I'm looking at this now. Yep. So the Bulls are in tenth right yeah. now, and they got seven games left. Mm-hmm. Right. We got seven games left of the Bulls, and Vince is going to shave. So today, Maybe. right, because we're Wednesday, yep. they have the Lakers at home tonight. Bring another and dub in, boys. Then the rest of the schedule is kind of difficult, uh, but not yeah. too bad. I'd say middle of the road. Yeah, most difficult matchups you got are on the 2nd and the 5th of April, which are going to be the Grizzlies and the Bucks. Uh-huh. So if you had a pennant right now, I mean, do they have the ability to get to the play-in? And how does this work? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, I would say, barring something crazy, they're two and a half games over the Wizards right now. The Wizards are have been playing decently well to end the season here, not especially in the last 10 games which has been nice um so they would have to do a lot to lose that 10th place so i would say like there's a 95 percent chance they are in the play-in the interesting thing that we're looking at coming down the stretch here is they do have a matchup with the atlanta hawks and the atlanta hawks are currently tied at eight with the raptors so if you're in a situation where the bulls can at least win let's say five out of these last seven because that would that would make them probably average better than any of their other teams that they're going against and they can beat the Hawks at home on the fourth, they have a chance to move up to nine, maybe eight, um, which would give them a lot better chance of actually making the playoffs in here. So really, if you take those, if you take that Grizzlies and Bucks, if they if they were to lose both of those games and win the rest of them going forward here, so, I mean, if they lose to the Lakers tonight, then that's going to be a different story. Um, there's a chance where they can be an eight or a nine seed. Um, and they have a better chance of actually making the playoffs. But they are – I would I would place my bets on them being in the play-on this year. Not the yeah, playoffs, not do the play-in. Play-in. They're going to be in the play-in, Mike. Come on. Well, 
okay, so to the bet, I mean, they have to make the playoffs right. for you not to be able to shave. So right. just because they're in the play-in, right. that doesn't mean. I know. Okay, good. But gives them a uh, chance. Hey, so you're hey, saying there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Back to the reliable meme. Right. Yeah, so clearly they got to beat the Hawks. The Hawks, to me, seems to be the biggest game Big out deal. of the last set. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, is Trey Turner in right now for them? Trey Turner. <laughs> What's his here, name? here in baseball mode, uh, Trey Young. Trey Young. Trey Young. I knew his name was Trey. Oklahoma boy. <laughs> Trey. Yeah, I mean he was a dog on, on him. Um, Trey Young is in. Yeah, he's playing at full capacity right now. He hasn't had the greatest year in the world this year. Um, I'd say they probably lost that trade, that Luca trade. Um, but yeah, he's well, in. They're he's, both going to be in the same place come June on the right. couch. So that's true. Um, but no, I mean Trey. Trey Young's been playing pretty well this year. Not the best that he's ever have that he ever has. The Hawks have been a pretty middle team, just like the Bulls have kind of been. So I would say that's a relatively middle and matchup. Um, but when they are going against the Pistons, the Mavericks look sorry. So maybe they're just gonna try to save face a little bit and try, and then the Hornets, you know, they're they're a toss up. They can play hard here's on a, the game, but here's a fun parody question. Sure. Would you rather be the worst team in the NBA? Like yes. compete, never competing, always yep. getting the, the lottery picks right, and not being in this perpetual state of like basketball purgatory, like the Bulls have been for like a decade. Yeah, um, every every time, almost almost twenty five years. So you'd much, I, I would, I'm in the same boat. I'd much rather be just be awful because you're either good and, or bad, right? I don't want to like, get I know my the, hopes up. I know the Sixers didn't haven't won one yet. Trust the process is the best way to go about it. Because the Sixers were like in that, like uh, Drew Holiday when he was on the team, and they were just kind of consistently seven, eight, nine in the conference every year and just getting smoked in the playoffs first round. You're like, what's the point of this? Like, why are we, why are we doing this right now? Um, and that's kind of where the Bulls are a little bit, where you'd you'd almost rather have like a couple young guys where you can kind of cheer for them and be like, hey progress a little bit. We'll grab another guy next year. The lottery makes it a little bit harder than it was in years previous where to get a guy like that. But I'd much rather be in a situation where the Bulls could get Victor Wembanyama this year instead of, you know, fighting for the eighth seed. So this Victor Wembanyama kid is like the French Huge. phenom that's like seven mm-hmm. feet tall, right? Okay. No, he's like seven six or seven four. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, but he's also super skinny, so... You'll kind of run into that. I mean, it's a less physical game now, um, but he's got a ridiculous jump shot. He can dish. He's a seven-four point guy, basically. That's bananas that the league has transcended into this big guy athletic freak thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He I, just that, really has to put on some muscle. Well, that's hard that, that with a body like that. Not necessarily, especially when you get to the NBA. They put you on some shit. Little HGH, little diet, get you in the yeah. weight room with the best trainers on the planet. I mean, LeBron's lights, been lights. on steroids his whole career. I mean, LeBron's a genetic freak. True. But n- not going to discount it. I would say more guys are on HGH because it's so much more difficult to test for because you don't know. Everybody's different. So you don't know how to yeah, test I know, for it. I know nothing about the specifics like TRT. I do. I do. I know well, TRT, you do, so. TRT is testosterone replacement. replacement so you're therapy. replacing right. what you're losing, right? Yeah. Adding I, additional I blanket, steroids. I blanket all those as steroids, even though it's there. No. <laughs> like Human TRT doesn't hormone. actually have any like physical 
like benefits as far as like you know healing and shit, right? It's just mostly like you're, well, you're redoing. You're, you're getting more testosterone in your body. Yeah. More testosterone in your body does help you to heal quicker. Sure. Okay. Right, as a male, and and I mean we both have those hormones running through us, male and females. Now testosterone for males, of course, is just how you live. Right. Now you do if you abuse testosterone replacement or take steroids. Like a Deca or an Anavar or you get tiny things of balls. That. Well, that's a, just a general symptom, but yeah. you run the <laughs> risk if you do a cycle incorrectly of your body never being capable of producing that amount of testosterone levels ever again. Is and that you because also run it's... the risk of becoming sterile, where you can't, where you're just shooting blanks? Mm. So let's say you're trying to have a baby, you're just shooting just straight up blanks like a so movie. You... Is that you can't replace it because your body became dependent on having it from external sources? Exactly. Okay. Now, human growth hormone in a weird way is like the fountain of youth. Human growth hormone is a naturally naturally produced chemical in all of our bodies. Right. And certain people have higher levels of it than others. Right. Okay. Now, the more muscle mass you have, in theory, the more human growth hormone you would have in your body. Okay. So guys will supplement it through their doctors and produce more of it. But the problem is that human growth hormone, it, the, the key word is growth. It makes everything grow. Yeah. Uh, if everybody remembers Gaines Adams, who played for yes. the Chicago Bears, had a yes. heart attack at 25 years old. Enlarged heart. He had an aggressively enlarged heart. Wow. And a large okay. part of that was just due to the abuse of human growth hormone. And that makes sense too, because that's a lot of baseball players use that shit. It makes sense because they're just trying to get bulkier and bigger. Look at look at Barry Bonds. Look at Jason Giambi. No, their head, their heads Bonds were clean. massive. So <laughs> yeah. they were on everything, though. Oh, that's yeah. the difference. That is the main difference. But yeah, little uh, steroid talk. But Vince, I want to say thanks for know. thanks for the education here. I'm sure somebody else yeah. listening to this has no idea what it is. Somebody's either. like. Fucking mind blown. Uh, back to the meathead days. But Vince, why don't you remind our audience when yeah. the Bulls do in fact lose their play in game? Uh, what are you going to shave that lovely fotch of hair with? If the Bulls, if, if the Bulls don't make the playoffs, if they don't win the play in tournament, if they don't make the playoffs, I am going to shave my face. If they do make the playoffs, Mike's going to take me out and wine and dine me, just as boys do. Um, but again, if they do not make the playoffs this year, I'm planning on shaving clean for the first time in years with none other than Henson shaving. So, without further ado, a word from Henson shaving. The Henson razor, it puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, we talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this, so I get I get my hair cut, I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not going to get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's going to get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades and it would just, you know, it would just basically ruin my beard because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design. It has one blade in it. It's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um, it has as exit channels. So I know the biggest problem that everybody has is 
how do I clean my razor after it? And it's always a pain in the butt. This time, they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through, and the hair goes right down the drain. Clean. To your point, I've never had a razor that's easy to clean. Never. To your point, Vince, I mean, I shaved before this wedding I went to last week, right? And I'm very particular about when I shave because I have very sensitive skin. And usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or I'll get razor burn. I don't get that with sure. this razor at all. Ooh. And to your point, I think with the technology that they use, I mean, we're talking aerospace engineering here. We're talking materials that are used on the International Space Station. I mean, Vince, I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I, I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout and receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart, so put the razor in your cart, put the 100-pack of blades. When you're checking out Taxi Squad, T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. And Vince, I mean, I, I'm so excited for you to shave with the Henson razor. I mean, a lot of people don't understand the quality of this equipment. I mean, they use the shit on the space shuttle. No big. Yeah, like, listen, Anyways. I'm not. I, I just. I'm not hating on the product. I love the product a lot. What I'm hating on is your lack of care for the team of your own city going to the playoffs. Is crazy to me, Mike. Because I know it just leads to the bottom of the playoff barrel. I'd much rather them just be bottom of the barrel, dog shit, and get a higher draft pick in the years to come. And, yeah, no, it it's like the people who say they're not that bad. That means they're that bad. And right. I mean, I'm not going to say in that. In the NBA, <laughs> in the NBA, more so than any other sport, yeah. it is the most difficult to rebuild, in my opinion. It is. Unless you're specific franchises like the Warriors, for example. How they do it, I have no effort. They were booty cakes for a long time. Too. They were booty cakes for a long time. Yeah. Right? Very true. But now that, you know, Steph and, and Clay, I mean, they, they've gotten every piece of worth out of them, which to me is what you do if you're a great franchise. Uh, but anyway, Vince, XFL talk. We kind of buried the lead a little early of our, you know, real deal matchup. Yeah. Originally, we had Ben DiNucci and ben Vince DiNucci. had the, the Vipers. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll take the defenders considering they're like a potential the NFL team, the team one day. Yeah, no big. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game. So the only thing I'd say is, is that just bet the over on it. Because if you're think- betting on XFL this year, bet the over. Uh, yeah, will true. I be? No. I, no what I should be doing is fading my guardians every week, and that would do great. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, true update for the pod. Uh, Vince will be live from the Masters next week. Yep. And uh, Chicago Mike will be live from St. Louis for the Battlehawks. So no big deal, right? I mean, we're Where's both going to be doing some interesting things, aggressively cool things 
one in one way, more so the traditional cool way of going to live out a lifelong thing that many people can't go to. And then the <laughs> other guy who's just going to St. Louis to St. watch Louis. some minor league football. <laughs> <laughs> the comparison is wild. Oh, you really, you really tied a bow around that one. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I am so excited to go to a city that has a matter of like three things. Oh, honestly, though, St. Louis, St. Louis people are very kind. And, you know, everybody gets crazy over the thing, over the beam. What is, isn't that the thing there? The arch? That's the, the beam? The no, dude, in, that's, that's the, the, the beam in is in Sacramento. It's the St. Louis arch. Yeah. Yeah, it's the arch. So, yeah, no, more so the arch. Everybody goes crazy about it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Good Italian um, food. Yeah, very good. The hill is yeah. amazing for Italian food. So I'm actually looking forward to hitting the hill. Getting a little Italian food, maybe a little pasta, a little toasted rav. Toasted rav actually started in St. Louis. In St. Louis? Bay. Yeah, yeah, and some red wine. Mm. I'd go. Can't, you can't not do it. So, yeah, we'll see if your boys ruffle some feathers. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I'm still, I, you know, pretty jacked about it. What I will say is that somehow, given the uh, variety that was on the spin wheel and the fact that we went for a second spin after that, the fact that we got the only 6-0 and o team versus the only 0-6 team is kind of incredible. And the fact that I don't care that much about the XFL and having the 0-6 team, it's kind of an electric factory because my boys are scoring, but God damn, is their defense horrible. Yeah, they're not made to do it. They've had, they've been a drama-filled shit show the entire yeah. season. I, yep. I, and the defenders, I mean, what more do you what more can you do with a Hawaiian quarterback who just won the hearts of the St. Louis Battlehawks many moons ago. Uh, but, yeah, he's a guy. So I'm not going to be surprised if some of these guys get the opportunity to play in the NFL next year, especially if they're young enough. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, at least like getting put on the end of some roster, 52nd man or whatever it may be, or even on a practice squad where it's like, hey, you have a chance to possibly get called up at some point in this year. So, I mean, it is good as a feeder league. Uh if you had to just guess, gut instinct, how long how long does this run of the XFL last? I think this becomes a true minor league system. All right. I so you're really saying do. years? I say it's around for at least five years. Okay. I, I say it sticks around longer than it ever has before. You know, I mean, I can't predict the, the next, you know, major catastrophe that happens in our world. But, you know, minus that. I think they'll be around for a little while. I think it's a good product of football. It's exciting. Better than the AAF? Uh, Better than the AAF, better than the USFL. The USFL (laughs) is like real football's back. It's like, no, it isn't. No, it's not. Uh, I think the XFL is a better product than the USFL. Now, I think they market themselves correctly. I think if the USFL and the XFL merged to make like a bigger league, that would be ideal because that's ultimately what I think is going to happen. It's going to be like the off-season season season sort of thing. I think you're going to see a lot of guys potentially jump ship to play in one of these leagues just to play because, I mean, okay, let me ask you this. It's the A.J. McCarron theory. Would you rather be a backup for the Bengals or (laughs) play in the XFL and actually play? No, backup. Thanks. Back up more, all day. More money. Dude, it's the best job in the world. It's yeah, the it best is. job in the world. 100%. A bunch of people know who you are just because you're on the team. If your quarterback doesn't get injured, you're just sitting there making mills, helping people call plays and just getting Gatorade on the sideline. It's the best job in the world. I'd rather have that. Yeah, true. True. And then maybe that oh shit moment comes up where it's like, 
Glove, you're in. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm in. I'll be like, right. my mom is so jacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> you my get out there and it's like, they're so jacked. Half back draw, half back draw. <laughs> Just like this is all he knows how to do. Play action, concussion, off the field. That would be the little. That would be the end of the career. Yeah. It's like, remember that guy? It's like, yeah, he didn't know how to play quarterback for shit. It's like, hey, man, I was a career right guard. What do you want me to he say? He did his very best. All right. <laughs> let's get into real NFL talks. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, a lot, on, lot to unpack here. The Aaron Rodgers saga continues. Um, but the biggest thing that has come out over the past 48 hours is that Lamar Jackson confirms Yep. that he requested a trade. And that didn't come out, though, for a while. He stated that he asked for the trade on March 2nd. Mm-hmm. Fact Big of captains. Do you think, think, do it's, you think it's just a play? You think it's a play? I think it might be no. a switch over play. I think it's a fact. Um, he doesn't have an agent, so obviously there's no like agent talk going on. He's hearing the only contract offers he's hearing, he's getting it told to his face, which is a lot different than an agent being like, no, we're not taking that. I'm not even telling him we're not taking it. Like, he doesn't get that luxury, which I think is probably better off because it's full disclosure. Um, I think he was trying to play it by the book. I think he was trying to be, like, good to the Ravens. Hey, you guys have, you know, taken care of me in the past. This is what I want. This is what I expect. If it doesn't happen, I want to trade. He probably said that on March 2nd. They didn't do anything with it because they have a franchise tag on them. What might happen, um, and this is a big thing. Obviously, this has been a big conversation. To put a little context into this, this, this tweet came out. The same day that they were taking the coach's picture and they were all at wherever they are right now, because they're all together currently right now. Um, but they had all the AFC coaches for press meetings in the morning. Um, Lamar Jackson puts this out literally while John Harbaugh is sitting there getting interviewed. And like there's a whole video of just, you know, four or five guys talking to John Harbaugh about, you know, all of his plans for the offseason, maybe a couple of Lamar questions. And then every single reporter moves over to him and they're just like, Hey, so Lamar uh, requested a trade on March second. He's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about that." Like, he totally it's blindsided like, it's, him. It's like it's like it that. It's awesome. like that. It's, it's he totally did it on purpose. A. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I know Harbaugh's about to talk soon. Mm, yeah, let me just drop this Let's nugget. Let the media world go fucking bananas." And then on top of that, it's like all the uh, we're not going to talk about that. And every major report is like. You sure about that? Yeah. Well, we're only going to ask it's, you it's about like that. It's like a meme right now. You sure about that? Are yeah. you sure about that? Because right now, in my eyes, I mean, this has been the writing on the wall since halfway through last season after he got hurt. Yeah. I, I just believe it's you're doing yourself a disservice if you're any player in any professional sport and you choose to represent yourself. I think it's dumb. You leave so much on the table. Yeah. I agree with you. He wants to keep that ten percent, which I mean, know, is his... I understand that, but you could pick up that ten percent everywhere else with an agent, right? With an agent, that that agent will find you shit to create more income for you, better than anybody, right? I mean, I mean, that's I'm with you. I get on goofy that. about it. It's I'm like, with you okay, on that. Have proper management. It's like the thought process of people who are like, I could do my own taxes by myself. Sure, you could. But wouldn't you rather pay an accountant who gets paid to do that every fucking day and, and knows, knows you're going to do it correctly so the IRS doesn't come? <laughs> yeah, I don't want the I don't want the arse on my arse. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or how to, that arse, arse, arse on, on my arse. arse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the arse on my arse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But th- th- there's another thing. It's like, okay, do you pay an accountant 
Lamar Jackson, or do you, you know, figure out the ways to deduct millions off your tax return every year? I don't fucking know. But yeah. it's like, chances are, if you make that much money, you pay an accountant, but you're not good enough to pay a lawyer. I don't get it. Yeah, AKA no, I... An agent. Yeah. I'm with you on there. And like, you know, make your own decision, whatever it may be. Uh, what I will say is that the Cleveland Browns just royally fucked every other team, which is fine because like, whatever, owners pay your guys. But they gave them guaranteed money for Deshaun Watson and... <laughs> Lamar's like, Lamar's like, hey, uh, yeah, so I didn't have any scandals, and I won an MVP, and I've gotten us closer to the Super Bowl than he's ever gotten the Texans, so there's no <laughs> reason. NFL like, GM is like, fuck. Right, God like, damn. there's no argument to make that Deshaun Watson's better than him. Um, the only thing you could, oh, <laughs> dude, I don't know if you saw this today. It was the funniest thing. Did you see what Chris Mortensen said today? No, but, but leave. Don't don't make fun of Chris Mortensen. Poor not, guy's big, big cancer, and he looks like he's getting like held up by strings. But what did you, you see? What, what he, he said say? today? He no, said that there are concerns around the league about Lamar Jackson's diet. <laughs> that's why they're not signing him to a two hundred and forty million dollar deal because oh, he eats yeah, too many hobos. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's one hundred percent why. Shit I've ever heard in my life. It's okay. So that's this is the point I was making though. Is like he's done everything better than Deshaun Watson by any redeemable margin. He's been a better look for the franchise. He's one of them MVPs. Brought him to the playoffs with less guys on his team. Let's be honest. Like he's throwing the ball to Devin Duvernay. Like what are we talking about here? Um, you kind of have to pay him, and I'm concerned like does he pull Le'Veon Bell if he does if that doesn't end up happening or does he take that 30 well, whatever pull million Le'Veon Bell that's career suicide because is we it know though how that for ended. a quarterback Le'Veon I mean, Bell Le'Ve- was cut, getting to that point where you're that age as a running back they're like I don't know if I want to pay you Lamar Jackson takes a year off he's still a quarterback there's the other argument though is Lamar Jackson very similar to a running back because running quarterbacks really don't last in the NFL. Yeah. They're kind of one trick ponies and every time you get hit your value goes down in a way and he gets hit a lot. He has proven so, some good accuracy in the last couple of years though. Sure. I'm not saying he hasn't but you know when the sign of trouble gets there he's not trying to escape the pocket to throw. He's trying to escape the pocket to run. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's no disputing that. Where, you know, he does need some more, I would say, film, but he's still very good when he does play. It's just, you know, your value in the NFL is availability, and when you are available, that's how you get graded. So yeah. to the point. He's also an MVP, too. It's just like always, that's the argument he's probably making. He's like, I won the fucking MVP. Like, what are we talking about? To the point, you should have an agent. And yeah. this wouldn't be a problem. But with all that being said, if he's asked for a trade, where do you think he's going? And yeah. what is he going for? That's what I want problem. to happen, truly, I want the Jets to get in the mix. And this is kind of why I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, too. Because um, the Packers right now are just really trying to get that 13th overall pick. And the Jets are like, fuck off, he's 38. Jets go in and say, hey, we have a package from Lamar. And Packers are like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Um, what if we do it this way instead? Uh, I don't think that's probably going to happen since they're so deep in talks at this point, but I would think that would be funny. Um, this is the hard part is trying to make a match or a team to match up with them. Cause you do have teams that are at the top of the draft. Like the Panthers aren't trading for him. The Panthers are going to use that one on the quarterback they have on their board as their number one. The Colts are probably going to pick up 
a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, maybe I wouldn't, but maybe like a lot of those teams at the top of the draft are like more interested in getting their guy. Um, so now you're sitting at a lot of those mid range teams where you're like, Hey, what do we do? I mean, I'm sure if, if this was five months ago or four months ago, I'm sure the New York giants would probably throw a little waiver out there saying, Hey, if I can get a faster, better throwing quarterback than Daniel Jones, send him my way. And we'll give him that contract. Said Daniel Jones. Um, so long story short, I don't know, maybe the Patriots, cause they don't have a quarterback that's worth a shit. Like it's kind of where you're I, at. I'm you, okay. So in my eyes, I have him going one of two places. You okay. called it a few weeks ago. It's either to me right now, it's two teams that start with a C. Okay. It's either the commies, yep. AKA the commanders or the Colts. The Colts to me make the most sense. You have a you don't very think they're going to draft their guy though. They don't have a guy. Well, in the draft. Okay. CJ Stroud's going one to the Panthers. That's pretty yeah. much solidified. And basically, uh, Josh McCown looked at him and said, "Oh yeah, we'll have to start looking at houses for yeah. you with basketball courts so we can hoop." Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, yeah, dude. So you're fucking taking him. That's fine. Yep. But with all of that being said, right? You now know Bryce Young, and the, so basically, two best quarterbacks are going to be off the board. One, sure. two, right? Yep. So three, four. I think the Cardinals are going to try and trade that pick. They'd be wise to do so, get as much capital as they can. Yeah. And then that fourth pick, you got the Colts. Who are you going to take, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? Two of the most unproven products in the draft. Yeah, I mean, probably no, especially Dan, can you, Will Levis on the Colts makes more sense than anybody in the world. Well, yeah, but that's like such a like typical pick of the Colts. Yeah, and I know. Will Levis sucked in college, and so did he Anthony did. Richardson. Yes. So to the point, here's how I see it: okay. if you're the Ravens and you're smart, you say, "Okay, give us two first round draft picks for Lamar. You take them." Colts, go ahead. He's your problem now. Is he two we'll first-round draft picks now? hundred percent. He's on that's a franchise going, tag. They're going to have to sign him to a max. Like, they have them. They have the money to do it. No a. leverage. Doesn't matter. Now you have a starting quarterback. You have Michael Pittman. You have a great running game and an yeah. offensive line that was once great but now sucks. Fine. Doesn't know how it works, but you now have a building block. And a proven guy that you can run with and probably win that division pretty decisively with the right pieces around him. And he has weapons. Jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Oh all God, these. Can you imagine that? Fucking right? Game. So you wow. see what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. would make sense to give up two first round draft picks. I can do it. If you're the Ravens, you can go take Anthony Richardson, who's basically Lamar, but bigger. And just groom him. Do exactly what you did with Lamar. With all those awesome offensive weapons that you have. You have none, but Dude, it doesn't that matter. offense, if if he's a starting quarterback for the Ravens next year, they might be the worst offense in NFL history. I could see that. Yeah. No, dude, J.K. Dobbins gets injured first week. I don't even think he's on the Ravens anymore. Whoever's playing running back gets injured first week, and then you have Anthony Richardson trying to pilot that team like, that's such a recipe for disaster. I um, feel bad for J.K. Dobbins. I mean, after he tore his ACL, he's never been the same. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but no, it's true. To, to that point about the the commanders, I think it just makes the most sense. He doesn't have to move. Um, true. They're clo- I mean, they're literally so close, like within 45 minutes of each other. Like, It might just make the most sense to make that trade. It's just, are the commanders going to be bad enough to you know, have the Ravens be interested in doing that? 
I think they should do that in a heartbeat. I like the way you think. I I think you called that out a long time ago, and Beatemi with him would be sick. But the problem is you just have Scary Terry and some other offensive pieces that aren't that crazy. But then again, they were pretty good with Carson at the helm, and clearly they like that. They're pretty good with Taylor Heineke at the helm. But they did. They do like Sam Howell, and they clearly want him to compete. Now, how much though? How much do they like Sam Howell? He's little. Sam Howell's like Kyle Trask in Tampa. Like, how much do they actually like Kyle Trask? Like, like I said, if Lamar gets traded there, of course he's the guy. But once again, everybody said Dan Schneider could do it as like a big fuck you to Mike. It might be sold already, dude. Well, they're selling it to some guy. Magic Johnson. No, there's some Canadian billionaire that I saw that. Yeah, that would basically say, "I'll give you six billion cash." Like he's funding it himself, which is which is an aggressive amount of wealth. I mean, there's wealth, and then there's like that type of wealth, which is stupid. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a six billion price tag on it right now. Um, I think there's a lot of. I mean, I don't. I only think this based on what I'm reading, but there's a lot of conversations that this team might get traded before the draft or might get sold before the draft. They're going to trade the whole team. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll trade you for $6 billion in cash. Dan Snyder's the worst. He just seems like a bad guy overall, so that'll be probably good. That's a good fan base. It's a big fan base as well. So you want to see like you want to see any team that's in lock hold with a crappy owner to get moved. Um, It's looking. It is looking. Like it's it's gonna happen within the next couple months here. So that would be awesome. That would be an electric move for a team with a new ownership to be like, hey, give us that guy, get him on our team. Um, so that could actually happen after the draft. It's just how quickly is that gonna happen? Because you know the dust settles after the draft, and then you're at a point where you're like, all right, this is what the teams look like. Like, what are you gonna do now? So maybe that will heat up after it. I just that capital in the draft is gonna be paramount for moving them on to another team as well. So. I don't know actually which side is better for at least his value to to move him this year. I think that you need to move him this year. There's no other way. It's similar to like Aaron Rodgers. So he's going to be. Do you do it post draft or pre draft? I would try and do it pre to try and get as much capital in this year's draft as absolutely possible. If he stated he doesn't want to play on the team, I would try and figure out the deal that makes the most sense, gets you the most value. Now, take a quarterback and the first pick that you get with that pick. Boom, if it's Anthony Richardson, you just had the same thing. You know how to coach the guy. You know what he does well. You're done. If it's Anthony Richardson, you're drafting him like 18 spots before he drafted Lamar. Probably more. <laughs> That's fine, but you still have a, a, a very similar product. And it's a yeah. rougher product, but you no, can yeah. mold no, it That's anyway. kind of what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, it's just hilarious how he worked out or so you move well for back them. If you like, like a, this guy. If you like a different quarterback in the later rounds, you do that. You take a f- absolute stud like Jalen Carter to fix your defense or an offensive lineman <laughs> like Skronsky. I mean, the options are endless or you move Polar. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> you move back and get more capital. I mean, who knows? But in my stage of the game, if he was like, I want to be traded, I'd be like, okay, cool. Lamar Jackson hey, leaves. They bring in Anthony Richardson. Harbaugh's fired within three years. Sure. But Harbaugh will get a fucking job in three seconds. Where? It's like when Andy Reid got fired. It's like when Andy Reid yeah, got fired in Philly. You know what I'm saying? It's like he'll get a job in three seconds. He's an amazing coach. He's brought in that team to the playoffs how many times over the past Won him a Super 15 Bowl. years? One of them is Flacco. Guy's an amazing coach. Maybe he takes a year off, goes lives somewhere like 
I don't know, wherever, called Arizona or Florida. Yeah. Exactly. And then you go exactly where you want to go, build it around the quarterback you want to build it around, you're done. That could be a play. Now, moving forward, the Aaron Rodgers saga, both yeah. situations, both teams got to move before the draft in my mess. eyes. Because, mess. like, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded after the draft, that like, literally the Packers fuck this up miserably. They're about to. They don't know what the value of a 38-year-old quarterback is. The Jets are like, hey. Who does, though? I mean, I feel like I do. I say, I don't know if he's worth one first-round pick. Because you'll get him for one year. Like, what? Like what's the actual value in that? Like, yeah, they might be really good for one year. And the Packers are trying to push it. But they lost leverage a long time ago. And so did the Jets for what it's worth. Neither of them have leverage. It's just like... Figure out a package that's going to do it for both of you and just get done with it. It's kind of where it feels to me right now. And that's kind of why I want the Jets to be like, hey, we have a package for Lamar Jackson out there right now. And it's including the shit that you want. And they're going to take this one. It's like, okay, cool. Move on. And then Aaron Rodgers retires. And then the Packers are just screwed and they don't get anything for him. That's truly what I think would actually make the trade happen. That's kind of why I wish the Jets would just go and try to do that. Also, Lamar in New York would be sick. But Lamar to it, New York isn't going to happen. No, they, I it mean, won't. There's but a think reason. About it. That, of course, but there's a reason Rodgers wants to play with his guy. Everything. Yeah, but like, who cares what he wants now? What's more interesting to me is that the news has come out that Gunther Kuntz, okay, Gunther Kuntz has stated that he was told basically he was ghosted by Aaron Rodgers, stating right. that, like, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do. They asked him what was the intent upon giving him this half a bill, which they did. And he said, well, the thought process was to have him here long term. But when we tried to approach him to discuss it with him, he didn't respond. And what well, his role would be with this team. Well, he's well, he's a drama queen. I mean, it's yeah. what it is. And then he starts saying, like, you know, going into the darkness, I was 90 percent sure I was going to retire he claimed he was 90-10, and now he's automatically had a change of heart after being in the dark in four days. You're full of shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the worst. We know how we feel about him, except oh, for that one time. We're so happy to have him go. That one moment it's- of weakness was the best thing that you've ever done in this podcast, to make it abundantly clear. <laughs> but <laughs> Packers Mike will never die. Um, but this, he, who cares what he wants now? Kind of, you know? Like, I guess the team that's going to receive him wants him to be on the team, whatever it may be. Um, He can also flag any trade that happens, but you know he wants to go to the Jets. That's what he said. Like, the Packers are just going to try to push the leverage. If they don't trade him, he's not playing for the Packers this year. He's already said that clearly. So you have two choices. Get something for him or have him retire. That's the two choices you have, Green Bay. Like, make a choice. Well, in my eyes, what I think he'd be worth, I would say give me a second and third and a fourth in this year. Fine. You don't want to give up your first round draft pick. That's fine. Give me a second, third, and a fourth or a second, third, and a fifth for this year's draft. Next year, if he plays, I want your second round pick also. Yeah. Well, I think that's play, what they should do. Like put conditions Play the mid-round pick. Yeah. Put conditions. If he plays next year at a very high level and you guys go to the playoffs, that's worth a first round draft pick. That probably should be it. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is on the team and they go to the playoffs, they'll get a second. You have to put, like, scalers in it where it makes sense to say, okay, let's scale this to this stage of the game. I just, as a Bears fan, I really hope that the Packers just royally mess this up so bad that they don't get anything for him and Rodgers just retires. (laughs) 
Well, what's crazy is all these meetings going on right now. They're, you know, they're handsome head coach. What's his head name? Uh, Ooh, what's his LaFleur? name? What's his LaFleur comes out and they're like, oh, Jordan Love just, Jordan Love that. They're not very high on him. I, I mean, they're not at all. They're, they're just like, Reed? yeah. Did you see Andy Reid? We're Reed? hoping for the best, but yeah. Uh, no. video. Oh my God, it's amazing. So when the Chiefs played the Packers, Jordan Love came out for like two drives or something like that. Um, and they went up to interview him at, the, at this coach's meeting and they were like, hey, Andy Reid, um, I'm like a reporter from the Green Bay area for the Packers or whatever. They're like, how did you feel about seeing Jordan Love out on the field? He's like, who? He's like, who are you talking about? He's like, Jordan Love. He's like, what What team does he play for? <laughs> He's just like, the Packers quarterback. He's like, oh, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> like, It's just like, I don't know who that is, <laughs> which is hilarious. That Andy Reid's just so focused on winning Super Bowls. He's like, I've never heard of this guy. Like, I don't know who you're telling me about right now. Well, I mean, Andy Reid clearly doesn't give a shit. Either that or he's playing the game like I know who he is, but I don't want to talk about him. Well, he probably so doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean, it's not his division. What does he that's just he It's just genius because Andy just... Reid's just like the – he's like the positive version of Bill Belichick where it's just like, hey, I've been in this for so long. Like, I don't care to talk about somebody's backup quarterback that was drafted 31st yeah. overall. He's like, Who's, he who gives a shit? He knows the game. I'm just so happy once again for the Packers' demise now where they're not going to have a quarterback. The biggest kick in the nuts would just be they. this guy's another hit that they hit on, and he's another really good one, him. and you're like, motherfucker, we can never get away from it. Then it's just like Groundhog's Day over and over again. But I really do think it's the Bears' time to shine. We got a lot of, we got a lot of thing going on. One sidebar, I know we're not having a Bears' corner this week, but I urge everybody to go watch the pro day of Paris Johnson Jr. Jeez. Dear Lord. Look at our Instagram. This boy boy is something different. He is 6'7", 313 pounds, and moves like a fucking gazelle. Like bananas. We get him. Tevin plays left guard. White hair moves to center. Nate Davis into right guard. And then... who was who would it be like end up being like Braxton Jones or whoever it may no, be you, on that? You draft right? another one in like the third round with one of yeah. your ten picks. Oh my god! It's but nasty. it's just you know having that with the receiving core and Khalil Herbert makes a jump this year. Like hey, you're looking at a pretty damn good offense. I gotta say, yeah, you, honestly, you are. And that defense is coming together. And they just peg pulls. They ask them. They're like, hey, you know, is there a thought process of having all these like Chicago-born players and fans oh, yeah. on the team? He said, absolutely, it helps create a culture, and they know what it's about. That's what we're trying to build. And I'm like, I am half mass. Let's yeah. go. TJ Edwards' mom started, like, crying. <clears throat> she was like, is this real? He's like, yeah, I'm on the bear. She's like, no way. Like, she's jacked. I mean, that's the it. dream. It's it the is. dream. It's the dream. And, Vince, to your point, Vince sent me this stuff because Vince got all in his feels today because it's almost opening day. So and we're cute. White Sox talk. So cute. And uh, Oscar Colas got the nod to be on the opening day roster for the Chicago White Sox, who Vince called early on in the offseason that he would probably start right field. So good good call. Really wanted him to. So Vince, why don't you talk about this video that you sent me today? It's very heartwarming. So I'm a sucker for the, hey, you made the all-star team, or hey, congrats on your first Pro Bowl, or any of that stuff. Or hey, you're going to the MLB. I love those videos where they like, you know, record someone coming out of the meeting or having somebody like in the meeting, like Ron Rivera did it last year with Tressway, I think it was, or something like that. But either way, uh, Oscar Colas got the call up to the MLB this year. He's walking out just absolutely ecstatic. He's Cuban. Um, so is half of the White Sox. So he walks out. He sees a couple of the boys. Gavin Sheets daps him up. 
Luis Roberts like, yeah, congrats. You made the team, all this stuff. He's like, did you call your mom? He's like, oh, I got to call my mom. So he FaceTimes his mom and Luis Roberts just like laughing out of pure joy behind him. It was just it's one of those things where you're like, hey, you know, all these connections, hopefully they end up working out. But you just like to see something good happen for the young man. You know, it's it's a, it's a happy time. No, it's a very happy time. I think that this kid has the ability to He's I a believe, play right field. He can hit defensively. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I do hope, though, that maybe the Sox consider playing him in center because I think he's more of a traditional center fielder. Luis. And maybe you and maybe you can move Luis Robert to right, who Luis has a gun. He's fast, and though. he's fast as shit. But so is so is Oscar Colas. I mean, he's also fast for what he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an athlete. It I was just saying, Luis Roberts faster though. There's no doubt about it. Luis Roberts one of the fastest guys in the game. It's yeah. not. It's just getting him right and healthy when he can right. play. Now, from what I saw, I saw the boys play uh, Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. uh, live in both games. Saw the Sox play the Rockies. Uh, they looked hungover. Uh, Luis played that day. Mankata played that day. Timmy played that day. And just they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Did not yeah. look good. Geo looked actually really good. I will say that. Geo looked really good. Geo pitched four and a half innings, basically, and gave up one earned run. But, I mean, okay. it was, I mean, easy work. He looked good. Changeup looked good. He was mixing his pitches. It looked like he was working through some stuff, but overall looked really good. Uh, but the rest of the team, like I said, they just looked hungover. Gavin Sheets seemed to be the only buddy who could hit that day. Uh, Timmy struck out, ground out. I mean, Mankata and Luis Roberts swinging at trash. I mean, it's kind of it, it was the tail of the That's tape. Par for, for the that course. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then, the, then I would say, you know, the the game against the Cubs. A lot of Cub fans there, of course. By the way. Sloan Park is a gorgeous facility. It is like Wrigleyville 2.0 compared to the White Sox facility, which is dog shit. Uh, yeah. And the Dodgers, which is a surprising part. Both of them can't figure their shit out. No, they could. I mean, at least one team makes the playoffs consistently. Well, I know the, the Dodgers share the facility just, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's fine. But like the Cubs facility is gorgeous. It's like Way a better. mini Wrigley Field. It's absolutely stunning. And with all that being said, it's like I don't understand. It goes to show you I, – I said this identical. I was like, this shows you franchises that invest in their teams. And the White Sox aren't one of those teams. Yeah, they, don't in their, we yeah, they don't invest in their – They don't invest in their franchise. It, it's, it's annoying as shit. But overall, that's the tale of the tape with the boots on the ground. Good to know. Um, and you kind of brought up Gio, which is a good point. I have a couple questions, I guess. Uh, number one, Lurie Garcia isn't on the opening day active roster. Which Finally. Thank God. Like, honestly, he hasn't been the worst ever, but I'm just so sick of seeing him play every day for years when they're just struggling. So hopefully this is a sign for, for good news in the future. Um, and then Kopech and Clevenger have not pitched well this spring. Lance Lynn's been back and forth. He was good in the World Baseball Classic. Um, Giolito's been good. A lot of people are saying, Hey, this is a good thing. Um, I did some research on this cause it happens every year. And I'm always like, guys, it's spring. It's spring. Sometimes it affects it. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Vince, Vince was talking me off the basement window. I was like, this Mike Clevenger is absolute dog shit. It's spring. He got smoked in the first inning by the Cubs. Gave yeah. up four earned runs in like the first half of the inning trash. And there has to be truth to it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's going out there and pitching. It's, it's true. Um, a lot of guys don't go full arm until like, you know, 
basically their first start in the regular season. But I did some deep research. I was looking at some stats about people who pitch well. Do they end up pitching well in the year? People who pitch poorly um, is an indicative on the season. And I've always thought, not really, right? Because you're facing guys that you don't know as much. They're coming out of nowhere, whatever it may be. It's a lot more indicative on their season of what they've done the season before than it does in the spring necessarily. Um, Some of the best pitchers in in spring training end up being, they start off the season hot, which is usually how it works because they're doing that, and then they end up cooling off eventually. Um, I'm thinking that might be the same way, um, especially with Clev on a new team and obviously all the bullshit that has gone on with him in the last couple months here. So cautiously optimistic. I don't know if it's going to affect them entirely going into the year. There's a little bit of zip on Kopech's fastball that I'm not seeing as much right now, which does concern me, but I don't know. We're going to have to see. Pitching does concern me this year. Pitching is a general concern, I think, every year. This year, more so than not. I think Cease is the only one that you're not concerned about. Yeah. I do believe that the White Sox overall, though, need to get that starting five like in order. Otherwise, we're going to be going back to trying to find guys. Davis um, Martin. Davis Martin. And then Gio what's Gonzalez. his nuts? What's his name? Oh, Which God. one? Vince Velasquez? No, the guy with the dreads. Oh, Vince Velasquez is the worst. Johnny Cueto, dog. Cueto was a dog for us oh, last year. And, he's not coming back. He's tra- already signed. He, yeah, he's he's not coming back. He he had his flash in the pan, and he signed. Um, you know, overall, right. I, respect I, to the legend of Johnny Cueto, though it wasn't a, it was a flash in the pan for us, but he was really fucking good for his career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and he showed that he could come back and play. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have to go play in Japan. He came back and he pitched very well for us. I mean, now moving forward, uh, I do believe that the White Sox need to put together some sort of streak this year pitching-wise. Uh, I do think we're going to start slow, although I do think Cease is going to be your ace overall. He's become that. He's deserved that right. I'd like um, to see him win a Cy Young this year. Crazy idea, I know, but I'd really like to see that. He was damn close to it last year. Yeah, he, he did not get the respect he deserved. Year. I'll tell you that. No, he did not. And considering his 2021 where he was up and down, and last year he proved he's a consistent starting pitcher and can absolutely crush when he's on. So we'll see. I think Gio needs a comeback year. If Gio, if we're going to be really good, Gio needs a comeback year. There's no doubt about it. And I think, I think we're primed for one of them too because there's a contract looming here. And if you're going to nut up or shut up, now is the time. Um, time to nut up, guy. And if that doesn't happen, then he's going to have a hard time getting signed to a big deal. Then he's so. going to have to shut up. Exactly. Yeah. But Oscar Colas, high hopes. If he t- proves to be a guy. You're a hitter, baby. It be a hitter for this team. We need a left-handed bat. We need – you could be a semi-defensive liability. Just be better than Eloy, which is very You think he can do. hit sliders, Mike? Uh, most of these guys can't, but let's hope he can I know. That's just my concern because we have a whole lineup of Tim Anderson and Luis Roberts and Colas is just swinging at shitty sliders. I'm going to honestly cry the whole season. I mean, listen, I I don't have a ton of high hopes. It, it'll surprise me if they win the division. I'm hoping for maybe a wild card berth, but that's about it. I like how we dug out a little bit of uh, Mr. Optimist versus Mr. Pessimist on this podcast. <laughs> you think everybody's going to fail, and I'm like, you know what? Give them a shot. Who, th- who knows? This is like 
wins. Like, Come on, man. It's not over. And I'm just Who like, knows? I've seen this fucking movie before. Yeah. You're like, hey, they're winning now, but just wait. Like, hey, come on. Let's have some fun. Hey, like I said, you draw the parallels, the White Sox and the Bulls. They're basically the same team. They just play different sports. It's fantastic. Um, but let's have some fun with the parody. And since sure. I'm usually the pessimist when it comes to sports, let's yeah. talk a little fun stuff. So Vince, I like Vince created this segment. So why don't you get into some prediction talk? Little uh, little prop bet action. Also, as an uh, the final thing with the White Sox, I'm hoping Elvis Andrews just has a year. That'd be nice to see. It'd be nice um, to see Elvis Andrews have like a renaissance year. It'd be nice to see it. Yeah, it he was great in his prime. He was great in his prime. All star in his prime. So you'd great. love to see it. Okay, so a little prop bet action. We're not actually probably going to bet this because actually, you know what? I will. I'm going to bet this because I'm so confident Sweat in my predictions. in the action. Yeah, so I'm not going to say it and just have it loose. I'm going to say it with my uh, gonads, if you will. Um, so <clears throat> first thing I want to ask, World Series matchup. There's been a lot of movement. There's been a lot of, hey, what's going to happen here? Who really knows? Yada, yada, yada. Mike, who do you think is going to the World Series this year? Not winning it, but who do you think is going to go? ALNL? Yep. All right. I have a interesting prediction. Uh, both teams are from the East. Okay. I got the Phillies going back. Okay. In the NL because they are just absolutely stacked. And then I have the Yankees finally getting oh. over the Astros hump. And I definitely God. think the Yankees are going to go. And I know you hate that. Are you but a dude, masochist? They're, they're loader. They're loaded. And I think that they No, but are you this... a masochist? No, not really. No, not at all. Ugh. I just do believe that the Yankees have been there one too many times, and I think the chip on the shoulder is real. They're bringing Anthony Volpe up. That's confirmed. That kid's an absolute stud. Yeah. I do believe, though, that this is their year to shine, and you know, Judge is going to have to play like an MVP. So I do believe and he's proven though, that he can. <laughs> I do believe, yeah, absolutely. So, and then the Phillies are absolutely stacked. If they can remain healthy, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Schwarber, right now. Oh my God! Right yeah. now, he, if if you're if you're asking me what team in the NL East is just going to run away with it, it's them. Um, I would say a close. Don't forget about for those the boys NL. down south. Those Braves, they're mean. Yeah, I know the Braves are mean, but they all they're going to fuck it up. And I think the loss of Dansby Swanson really is going to hurt them overall. Yeah. Um, I think that in my eyes, the only team that could truly compete with a Phillies is the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are another team that have been so close year after year, and they are loaded. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Japanese legend <laughs> Lars Newbar. Lars Newbar. And then they got this kid <laughs> coming up who's like the second coming of Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. All, they're always loaded. They have a shortstop right now who's recently clocked a first base at 104. I mean, it's it's impressive how great that team is and how much Cadillac problems they have. They just can't get past the first round of the playoffs. And I think if they could, they'd be going pretty far. St. Louis Mike. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So my prediction I'm also taking an NL East, NL East team, excuse me, in the New York Mets. Oh, New York Mets veteran pitchers, New and York I'm Mets pitchers. I'm the New York. I like the Mets. I like the Mets. <laughs> New York Mets veteran pitchers. Uh, they went to World Series. They've won World Series. Um, their their team is the Dodgers of the East. Um, I think yeah, like whoever comes out of that division is probably going to win it. I. 
a lot of people are sleeping on the Dodgers this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull it out. Obviously, the Padres are very talented as well, but it just feels like the Mets, after the end of last year, where it was just like, how the fuck did that happen? They won 101 games, and they weren't even playing in the playoffs. It was just, it was heartbreaking. So I would like to see the New York Mets go. I learned today that the New York Mets have never had an MVP ever, and they're like an old-ass franchise, so that's crazy. I like the Mets out of the out of the NL, and then I'm taking an AL East team as well, Mike. Oh God! Don't tell I'm me you're going with the fucking Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays! Oh. Ding ding ding! Dude, uh, <laughs> Alejandro Kirk's Why do a dog. I know you so well. Danny Jansen's a dog. <laughs> uh, Whit Merrifield on the Blue Jays now. Quite an awesome uh, middle infield there with Bo Bichette. Uh, Kevin Biggio, don't sleep on that guy. Like we're sitting on, like you still have George Springer, Arizona Diamondback, Diamondbacks legend Dalton Varsho also in their outfield. Nice lefty bat there for him as well. I like what they're doing, putting it together. It's going to depend on their pitching more than anything. Can Jose Barrios have a better year than he had last year? That's going to be a big thing for them moving forward. Kevin Gausman staying, and Chris Bassett also just having you know bounce back year and also just, you know, going out there and throwing, throwing the ball, using his, using his uh, hose for good. So Varishow was a big deal for the Diamondbacks for a while there. And they traded him for some pieces and the Sox were in talks for him as well. Right. They were talking about, and he's, and he's 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 a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Also coming from the same franchise that traded Paul Goldschmidt, you know, crazy. (laughs) So give me the Blue Jays, baby. All right, all right, Blue Jays, all right. So, and then the, to, to your point, the final, but last but not least, is Cy Young and MVP talks. Yep. So, who's winning? This year, my Cy Youngs, Sandy Alcantara from Ooh, the baby. Miami Marlins, and okay. our boy Dylan Cease. I'm taking him for Cy Young this year. I think he's going to have such a good with year. the AL Cy Young. I think Cease is down for a great year. I am in with that. Okay. Now, the NL. I personally, I don't know how anybody is going to touch this guy. Okay. And I don't even know his damn name. But he's this Japanese pitcher for the Mets. What's his name? Kodai oh. Senga. Kodai Senga, dude. I As a rookie? I think he's, dude, I'm telling you, Sandy Alcantara was a rookie and everybody slept on him. I'm just saying. Was he a rookie last year? Um, almost. I'm just saying, dude. I'm telling you, that guy's going to give people fits. I mean, he's 30. He's, give he's been playing fits. for a long time. Yeah, and he's really fucking good. And we saw that in the World Baseball Classic. It's a, it's a wild It's a wild card. It's a yeah. total wild card. But I, sometimes I don't think it's impossible. But to my point about the Mets, Kodai Senga comes in and starts slinging like that. Like, they're going to the playoffs, bud. So I like that pick. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins that NL Rookie of the Year this year. That could be one too. Okay, MVP, MVP top. MVPs for me. I'm taking a man, two guys out west. First, NL Juan Soto. Juan Soto on the Padres for a long time now. Also, not getting, not in any trade rumors this year. Consistently hits. I think he's going to have a real good time out in San Diego this year. A lot more opportunities to drive in runs. And I don't know if you remember, but when he was on that championship World Series team. There was a lot of guys on base. He was putting his best numbers of production up then. So he's in the core prime of his career, Juan Soto. And then AL, I think they're, I, I mean, unless someone breaks another record, I don't see how Shohei Otani isn't the AL MVP this year. 
Who's that Aoki? One more time. Shohei Otani, man. Uh, that's, the that's what I I know, but it's also probably gonna happen because you're you're looking at it from after he wins that championship with the with the Japanese team. He's gonna want to move on to a different team, most likely after this year. So he's gonna try to get his stock up as much as possible to get somebody to make a make a deal for him. So I don't. Again, I, unless somebody breaks a literal like American League record, like it happened last year, I don't see how it can go any other way. I think Shohei is the easiest MVP pick that has ever MVP picked. So AL, sure, I will go Shohei. I mean, it's most um, likely. <laughs> it is what it it's is. most likely just through the fact that yeah, he's in, he's incredible. Yeah. Now you went. NL Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah. I mean Juan Soto is that, that that team's a little too loaded. In my eyes, I think Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are gonna do a smidge of a flip flop this year. Okay. I think Arenado is in for a huge year, not only okay. offensively but defensively. The older guy I though. It doesn't matter. So is Goldie. Yeah. Both are just professional hitters to me. And Arenado's defensive prowess is where he becomes the full tool player and why, in my opinion, he has the ability to do that. Now, a close second for the NL, in my eyes, would be Trey Turner because yeah. Trey Turner right oh, now okay. looks to just be absolutely nightmarishly good. Yeah. So that's how I see it going down, Vinny. So, I mean, we got – I mean, opening day is incredibly exciting. So Happy opening day have, again. Happy opening. Yeah, happy opening day again to all of our listeners. If you're going, you know, if you're in the Midwest, pack for a cold day because usually it's going to be flipping miserable. And if you're, you know, in AZ or in a dome stadium, we're very jealous of you. Yeah. Uh, But to conclude, thank you once again for all the new downloads and viewership and all the new follows. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in every week. We, you keep it coming. We'll keep it coming. We'll just this nice, beautiful cycle. And as always, follow it. Follow it. Rate it. Rate it. And then not only that, but share it on share the different it. platforms, right? But the person you need to share it with the most with is your grandfather. And in, in case you haven't figured out, this is a common theme. You go to your grandfather. You say, hey, Gramps, I got this awesome radio show that I love to listen to. He's going to know what that is. Also known as a podcast. <laughs> also known as a podcast. But technically to him, it's going to be a radio show because yeah. that's what he likes. That right? would make that's more sense into. to him. For sure. So now you have something that you can listen to and maybe have a laugh listen to some great sports talk, maybe bring back some older great memories for your grandpa. And if you don't do that, you're just a selfish jack. That's right. all I got. Don't be selfish. Show your grandpa. Don't be selfish. And as always, we'll see you next week. Peace.